Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we have on our most favorite guest, Ever, Steffi Hill, aka Spirit Sis, who you guys all know, she's been on the podcast a handful of times. And we just love having her on because she's one of our soul sisters, one of our favorite people in the world. And she is a badass one three man gen. And so she's always reinventing herself. She's always leaning into new facets of her talents and skills and offerings. So every time she starts doing something new, we get obsessed with whatever the offering is. And then we're like, you have to come on our podcast and tell people about it. So most recently she released a transit calendar for astrology and Shana and I have both been using it all month, this month of August. And, um, it's really been fun for us to lean into understanding the present transits and the present energy within the planets, because our focus in human design, the way that we're really using human design and astrology is really about understanding your natal astrology and understanding the human design energy from the planets, the moment you were born. And of course that planetary energy is imprinted onto your being and it's with you your entire life as your personality and as your design. But Besides that, we also, of course, have the planetary energy that is happening right now that is shifting and that is changing. And um, I've heard it said before that this astrology that is currently happening, this, this planetary energy is the collective unconscious. It is this energy that is affecting all of us and that we are all experiencing, whether we are aware of it or not. Um, we are all having these energetic shifts that are happening. So having awareness of it has been something that has just brought so much more understanding and depth to our life. And it's made things feel so much easier to be able to lean in and to understand, to have acceptance of, okay, these energies that I'm feeling, there's a reason and it's a sacred reason. And it's what I'm meant to be feeling in this time. So we've been looking at her um, astrology transit all month and there's such crazy energy that is happening right now cosmically, which we all see, of course, reflected in all of the crazy things that are happening on the physical plane at this time. So um, yeah, it's brought a lot of depth and awareness to our lives to be able to look at her transit calendar. Yeah. And I personally have always struggled with journaling and um, journaling around, you know, the new moons and the full moons and, um, but I, I make myself do it because I, it is something that really supports me. And so every time that I sit down to journal, I'm always wondering like, okay, but what am I journaling about? <laughs> and like, what are the transits? And like, what is my energy specifically doing right now? And obviously like I journal about, you know, my intentions and what I'm wanting to release and all of that stuff. But having this transit calendar has been so helpful because it just gives me clarity on more of a collective scale. But then it also tells you your 
sun sign and your rising sign and like channeled um, information there that can support you with what you might be experiencing on any of those um, full moons or new moons. So it's really, really helpful. And I'm into it. I'm so glad that somebody, especially uh, Steffi, Steffi, Spirit Sis, that was a mix of the two. <laughs> especially Steffi. Which also makes sense for me being a manifesting generator. <laughs> and here she is. <laughs> yes. Spastically, Steffi Hill, I'm so glad that she made, that you made this calendar. Oh, thank so, you for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thank you for being here, Steffi. We love having you and our listeners love hearing you. So how are you doing today? Yes. Oh, I'm good. Last night, I was telling you both earlier, I had this crazy Mars square Pluto transit happening like in the world. All of us had it. So I was feeling a little slow do you- <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but now i'm feeling great yeah i literally was feeling i never experienced anger ever like rarely have i experienced it and yesterday i was just pissed for no well there's a few reasons but mostly no reason and i was just accepting you know, and having awareness of it and kind of just sitting with it and not, it wasn't like dramatic and it wasn't, you know, what's wrong with my life or anything like that. It was just like, I'm pissed right now. And that's cool. Like, that's fine, I guess. And I, you know, obviously seeing on the transit calendar, the energy that was going on there, it makes total sense. But without, like, I'm just so grateful that I have that tool to check in with and say like, okay, that's why the energy today is feeling one way or another. Right. And have you both noticed that in quarantine, it's almost like a magnifying glass on how we're feeling because we are having Groundhog's Day. Like every day is the same inside our homes. So the energetic planetary alignments are affecting us a little greater as opposed to maybe being out in the world. Mm -hmm. Is that happening to you guys too? Yeah. Yes. And there's just like a little bit less distraction You know, not being able to hang out with friends and like go on vacations and travel and like go to concerts and like all these things that kind of take up our time and that have a lot of stimulation within them that distract us from feeling certain things on a deeper level. All those things are not happening. So (laughs) you just have this open space to really feel what is. And also, it just feels like an intense time in general cosmically. And then we have this open space to really sit with it. Yeah, I feel it. It's so powerful and uh, amazing in a way. I think, you know, in the past, like pre-quarantine, I'm feeling like my life has only been quarantined up until this point. Like, I forgot what life felt like before this. But, you know, like days where you just like can't, things can't go right. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm in traffic and I'm running late. And then my phone died and all those things. I think I look back on those days and been like, wow, that must have been a really gnarly transit. I was feeling, you know, that was happening in the night sky that I didn't know about or aware of. You know, everyone knows the celebrity transit, you know, Mercury retrograde. That's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, I call it the celeb transit because everyone's like, oh my gosh, Mercury's, you know, retrograde and that's affecting me. So I think, you know, a lot of people are now becoming really woke to the 
the transits more so mm-hmm. because, you know, when you know astrology, first, you know, your sun sign and you're like, oh, I'm cool. I'm a Leo. I'm a Cancer. I'm a Scorpio. You know that. And then you know your moon and then you kind of get more into like the in-depth of your birth chart. But then you understand how the planets move like Mercury retrograde. Even my mom who's in Detroit who knows nothing about astrology will call me and be like, <laughs> is Mercury's going wrong again? You know, she's all pissed. And I'm yes. like, actually, yeah, went retrograde, ma. So yeah. I know. It's amazing to see astrology and these other spiritual modalities expanding to where like, even if people aren't super aware of it, they've at least heard about it and they're kind of clicking in with it and identifying with it, even if they don't exactly know what it means, which I feel like is Mercury retrograde. People like know that word and they're really quick to kind of blame it or call it out. (laughs) Um, so, So kind of backing up for our listeners that are just tuning in and like they don't really know what transits are. Can you kind of go back to basics and explain to us what an astrological transit is? Sure. You did such a beautiful job in the beginning. I felt like I was listening to a TED Talk. Um, (laughs) But, you you know, in in simple terms, it's the planets are moving in the night sky and every single night they move differently and they make relationships with one another. Now we're feeling that on earth all the time if we know it or not. Now to up the ante, our personal transits are what's happening in the night sky, making astrological aspects to our natal birth charts. So there's two layers here. Um, Personally, I think it's really good, like you said, for the collective conscious to know what's going on in the astrology because we're all feeling it together. And then if you want to up the ante, you can know what your personal transits are making aspects, which we'll talk about, um, to your natal astrology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are the different aspects? So like you were saying, a lot of people who are listening to this are really curious about astrology and kind of do know their sun sign, their moon sign, their rising, Mm -hmm. the houses, but can you kind of, um, fill us in on what the different aspects or angles mean? Because we've all heard like trine and conjunct and mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those terms are confusing to me. Yes, absolutely. You know, still being a resident astrologer, I still have to double check and be like, okay, wait, Mars, this, this, because it's math, you know, and a lot of yeah. my <laughs> teachers growing up would be like, wait, she does math now? That doesn't make sense because she was never good at math back in the day. Um, but if you think about the natal chart, it's a circle. It's 360 degrees. And so the planets, we have obviously, we have Venus, Mercury, Saturn, Uranus. We have inner planets. We have outer planets. They're making um, aspects to one another in degree signs. So if they're really closer one to have, on top of each other, they have a the same it's conjunct it's the same exact aspect or if they're in opposition to one another they're 180 degrees so some of the major aspects that i think for today's lesson um, <laughs> i'll talk about is the the major ones so if you have two planets conjunct so that means they are in the same degree and the same sign. So if you look at your birth chart and there's two planets right on top of one another, or you know they're like buddies, they're hugging, those are at zero degrees on the same sign. Those are faded, really powerful connections. Um, and you have to look at how those planets, you know, they're like two birds of a feather, they flock together. Uh, and then we have another really beautiful transit is a trine, which means they're 120 degrees from one another. So if you look at your birth chart, you might see like a, a you know, triangle. Those are really powerful, beautiful aspects that kind of, again, they don't kiss like the conjuncts do, but they're giving each other a gentle wave from across the sphere. 
And then we have the not so good ones, the ones we have to work with, the ones that cause friction and challenging aspects in our life, the squares. That's 90 degree angle. Think about a square, how it meets, and it's like that pointy edge out. Like literally it hurts thinking about it. That's mm-hmm. what causes that callus. <laughs> <laughs> I just went like this with a point with my fingers acting like it was like a shot or something. That's really dramatic. Um, but it's, it's more so like that callus, like, ooh, that doesn't, it's friction. Uh, that's a square. And then the last one is an opposition. If you're looking at your birth chart and you're seeing the sphere, right, the the circle, you have two planets on the complete opposite ends of one another. That's 180 degrees. So those uh, planets are, they're not as easy to kind of get the benefits of each planet. They work against each other, like almost those polar ends, like the south and the north node, to give us karma in this lifetime of where we do need to really benefit from learning those lessons of the oppositions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to understand this whole deeper layer of these two traits, traits or energies um, work really well together and support each other really easily. And then these ones have some a little bit of friction or a little bit of push and pull. And of course, like that is experienced as uncomfort sometimes or, you know, something that feels a little challenging. But do you feel like that is kind of where our greatest work is or like our greatest blessings? Because it's something that really teaches us and helps us evolve as a person. Yes. Just like in human design, some of your Mm -hmm. subconscious gates, you know, that you have to are you're working on or, you know, maybe your Saturn or your Pluto gates or things like that, that you have to really think about. Absolutely. I love the oppositions and I love some of those squares because that is energetically the karma that you have to work on and it doesn't come easy. Uh, And that's things that make us grow and evolve as human beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to ask you about is I know that you've been offering as a service for people to kind of pick an ideal date for them to do a certain thing. Like I know that you have a couple clients that you have picked wedding dates for them um, because of their transit. So I'm kind of curious, like, what are you looking at when you're doing that? And what makes it a favorable date? Like what are all of the components that you're taking into consideration? Ah, beautiful question. It depends on what the event is. So if you're doing a business launch or you're doing a wedding or maybe you're picking um, like a day you want to relocate, things like that. There's so many different things. But basically an astrologer, they're like handy dandy notebook. (laughs) Everything that they like look back on is called an ephemeris. An ephemeris shows you literally every single transit, everything every single planet that's moving into each sign throughout the year. So I'm looking at the month, basically. That's the first thing. Oh, okay. What planets are in retrograde? It's a, it's basically a graph. It's like a little, um, it shows you, it's again, like a Venn diagram of how this works. And these are published years in advance. So I've been looking at F. Emerses for a while. So first you have to look at F. Emerus, and then you have to look at their personal chart and see the transits for that day they're picking. Like for a wedding, I'll look at their seventh house, which is all about partnership. So do they have, is Venus, you know, is that positively aspected? How's their Jupiter? That's going to show me, you know, what the optimism is going to be like. Where's their Pluto? Is it going to be some shadowy stuff going on? So for a wedding, I'm looking at not only their personal transits, I'm also putting their event date, the time they say their vows, into my little astrology chart and making sure that they they have an awesome, you know, really positive seventh house, first house, where everything is just like 
all the stars aligned in this perfect way. And for other events, you know, I'm just looking at just making sure that every single thing is really positively aligned. And if there is a harder transit, is it going to be, you know, something that we can work through? Or is it going to be like, oh, no, definitely don't do that day. So there's a lot of things. And then if I'm looking at, you know, weddings too, I look at their partners charts. So there's like, very multifacets of I geek out and I'm like looking at so many different things at once. Well, as a one three, you're really using <laughs> that profile one. of diving in. Yeah. And investigating. So I think that's so cool that you can um, kind of help people to select the, the perfect date for things. And then you're essentially pulling up, you know, a potential birth chart for the actual event. Like, yes. like you said, you're looking up like the, the moment that you were saying your vows, like what's the birth chart of your marriage. Um, whereas Dana and I did that with day Luna of like, you know, the birthday of our podcast, like what is the human design chart of our podcast and what is the human design chart of day Luna. And when we started that, and I think even with you, Steffi, we did what's the human design chart of spiritus. And when uh -huh. you started that, and it's so interesting to see, how spot on it is so and how on. insane it, it's so spot on for like just the energy of your business or of your marriage or of whatever date that is that you're doing that thing and you're birthing like new energy at that moment you really are creating something new so it's important to see or i think maybe not important it's helpful and yes. it's really really supportive to see what energy um, and that you've kind of like made, but now being able to kind of plan ahead and say, okay, I'm choosing a date. Let's pick the best birth date for this thing, which we don't ever get to do with anything else. <laughs> obviously with our kids, they're just, right. they choose their own date and time birthday. before they're born. Yeah. So I think it's really, really interesting and it's so complex. You have to look at so many things to, really find a good yeah, date. But I think if the listeners want to just see what a future date is and they're just curious, they can just put in the event like it's the birthday. Let's say they want to launch their business and they can honestly just look at the sun, the moon and the rising sign. And that will also inform a lot of that chart. You don't have mm. to go into the really crazy unless you really want to, which I love knowing the energies of your business. If you're going to launch a business, obviously you want to make sure, you know, the second house is aspected really nicely. That's finance, you know, things like that. But just knowing what your what is your son's persona that that business your business son, mm -hmm. <laughs> son you sound like I have a son a business son um, <laughs> like if you're gonna launch your business obviously in like Leo season then you have to make sure that you really express yourself and the business is really creative and playful as opposed to maybe launching your business in Virgo season where it's maybe about more of that analytical side that really um, organization analytical business like an accountant or finance stuff like that yeah yeah and I think that a lot of the times those things happen so naturally, like when people are living in alignment and they're using their strategy and authority and, or even if they don't realize they are, they're in touch and have awareness of what's right for them and in divine timing, their things are kind of birthed into the world in the correct or the most, I guess, divine time that it's meant to be, to be the highest 
version of itself. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. intuitively, you just pick that you're like, this feels great. I'm going to do this day. And then you look back and you're like, wow, that makes so much sense of why it is the way it is. It's because the astrology almost informed the business instead of the other way around. Uh, mm-hmm. I always like to look back at my old like breakups and be like, oh man, what was happening this day? You know, and I'm like, oh, of course, mm-hmm. Pluto, or, you know, or <laughs> Mars or whatever it is. And I'm like blaming blaming the planets except that relationship was just like not compatible but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no 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 astrology had something to do with this breakup but and I think oh my gosh because the truth is intuitive. it does yeah it's it, it like, does it does it is totally. it is intuitive it is something that you feel and it is the planets it is that energy pushing you like it's both um so it's really interesting to like be able to look through that lens and that kind of leads me to my next question that I have for you Steffi is what, how did you really, what was the journey like for you coming into really embracing astrology and leaning more into it? Like, what did it feel like before you were really integrating it into your life with such awareness? And like, how did that journey look like for you of integrating it deeper and deeper? Mm, Ah, that's such a gushy, lovely question and makes my heart like sing because I think before astrology, I was a total mess. I was a hot mess. I was chaotic, spastic, you know, I'm an MG. So embodying my energy was different, but I always had just this really deep um, reverence and respect for just my sun sign being a cancer. And then I, but I felt like it was so a part of who I was. So I always embodied being a cancer, but when I found out I was a double cancer, I think that really was so much like beautiful. It was a beautiful gift from the universe that I really could lean into my healing gifts. I could lean into caring for others, nurturing myself, being the divine mother. But I think if I'm talking about actual transits, I think all of us know, because we've all been there, my Saturn return. That was when I was like, okay, that was so informational to know what was going to happen and how it happened. So I think my life before, like I said, kind of chaotic, um, a little all over the place. I wasn't necessarily using my gifts to their advantage. And now that I know my astrology chart, and now that I know the transits that are happening, I think I can kind of take, be easy on myself, give myself grace. If there's a harder planet, like transiting in the night sky and I'm having a hard day, like then I need to just take it easy. I don't have to do everything all at once all in one day. Or if there's a really lovely transit, maybe I'll just call a friend and have a good time. Or maybe I will just like watch Netflix and chill. I think it's giving me, given me the grace to, um, take a break. (laughs) Truthfully. Yeah. Amazing. And speaking of Saturn return, that's something that we talk about a lot just because we think it's such a pivotal part in life. Like it's something that um, I think people naturally find human design and astrology during or before or after their Saturn returns because they're (laughs) like, okay, something's happening and I want more clarity. I want more awareness. I want to feel more like myself and have that level of acceptance and understanding. So can you kind of talk about would you say Saturn, the Saturn return is maybe one of the most famous or like infamous, if yes, you will, that's transits? another celeb transit, right? Yeah. Like Mercury retrograde, Saturn return. They're on the red carpet together. They're taking <laughs> pictures. They're also on the tabloids, right? They're yeah. like, and it's funny because I'll have a lot of clients come to me before their Saturn return and be like, I'm so nervous. And I just don't think we should put a stigma on Saturn return. Right. However, 
it's the most transformational, you know, first point of your life. Obviously, we have Uranus returns and we have Jupiter returns and a lot of other returns that should be getting the same clout. But Saturn return, I think it's when your shit gets rocked in the best way possible. So I think it's just so important to accept and embrace that Saturn return is basically rock bottoming you to get you to where you need to be to enlighten yourself and enlighten, you know, your subconscious and collective conscious. Yeah. Amazing. And so when we're talking about your Saturn return on a physical level with like what the planet is doing as it's moving, Saturn is returning back to its place that it was when you were born. And in all of those years, 27 and a half years or however long yes, it exactly. it's one revelation for Saturn. So can I'm kind of curious to like talk about the difference between astronomy and astrology. So Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting how the planets and stars really are in these positions. They really do have this sacred movement and orbit that's cyclical. And like that is all happening on a scientific level. Like you said, you're, you're looking at the math of it. You're looking at the science of it. It's like, (laughs) it's like real things that science can study. And Mm -hmm. then astrology is the psychology of that. Like when Mm. this planet is moving, how does that make us feel? And that of course is something that is intuitive. That is something that is collectively felt and we can kind of agree upon the energies that are felt there, but it's also like your personal interpretation and your personal connection to it and the way that you're able to describe that energy or the way that you see or understand that energy. So that's what I think is so interesting about Mm. astrology is that the astrologer is really using their intuition, their wisdom, their understanding, their connection to be able to translate something that (laughs) is only energetic. So Oh, yes. Yes. I can snap for you. You won't hear it through my microphone, but snaps. So how has that been for you? Like stepping into your own and seeing yourself as a guide in astrology and like really finding your voice with what the energies feel like and how we can describe that to people. Yes, I think I think at the beginning, I put so much pressure on myself knowing the scientific terms, knowing that Saturn meant this and Mars meant this and Mercury meant this. And obviously that's super important, but you're right. Like as an astrologer and also as an intuitive and psychic, I really look into someone's chart and then I instantly know what planets affecting them at that moment and how to interpret it. So I think with, again, like giving myself time and obviously doing this a really long time, I've started to really intuitively know how to interpret the planets, what energies, what planets are bringing, what I don't, what planets I don't like, what planets I have beef with. Cause you know, there are planets that I don't like get along with. Um, and some planets for you guys, like maybe they're aspected pretty nice. Like personally, like Saturn is not my friend. Uranus mm-hmm. is okay. Sometimes it's almost like the ex-boyfriend that keeps coming back. But as far as, like you said, Saturn, you know, these planets take so long to orbit, orbit, but some of them, like Mercury, for example, or Venus, those are our inner planets that move really quickly. So we might feel those aspects a little more frequently than we're feeling a Neptune or a Pluto or Uranus, for example. So Again, taking all those things into consideration, I am really noticing how I can interpret that intuitively with the information I have, knowing, you know, how long these planets take to orbit back around. Yeah. So I have this question about like 
people, do you ever come across people in your life, maybe not your clients, because all your clients are here for it, but other people in your life, like, you know, your family or coworkers or whatever, people like that, that don't believe in astrology and that like don't resonate with it. Um, what, how do you feel when you come across people that don't resonate and are and like roll their eyes at you and you're like, this is the absolute truth that I know in my every fiber of my being. And then some people just don't click with it and haven't awakened to the truth of it. Oh, yeah, I, I daily basis, I get people yeah. being like, it's not science, you know, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I mean, I, I know it to be so true within, like you said, every fiber of my being and all of the, my heart strings, everything in my life has led me to this moment to believe mm-hmm. astrology is real. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to get on board, that's fine. I can change a skeptic's mind in one second. Just give me your chart. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that's their own, you know, journey to discover. I Who am I to say that it doesn't resonate with them? You know, mm-hmm. I don't resonate with some, you know, some things that they probably like, you know, like I don't believe the world is flat, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> some people might. Uh, so I think to each his own, own. We're all here on our own spiritual planes, our own spiritual journeys. And I would love to invite any skeptics to give me their the time they were born and let's do some work. Let's mm-hmm. let's do a little battle and let's like see how I can change your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting just hearing you say that because as a projector, it's like overcoming that um, battle is something that we have to just accept so it comes naturally to us once we know it, but knowing like, oh, we have to wait to be invited. So I'm not going to tell you about your human design because I can feel that you're a skeptic <laughs> and I don't even want to start this conversation because I'm just going to feel better. So I'm not going to say anything, but you as an MG, you're like, bring it on, give me your chart. I'm literally going to change your mind. And that feels good for them too. So it's just so like hearing you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, only an MG, only <laughs> you guys know intuitively what's up with us before we do you know so i think it's a little easier for me because i have some rose tinted glasses on right i'm able mm. to see people you know i'm not able to see right to their soul like maybe a projector would i'm more so about that light fun uh let's make this a fun thing and let's but let's change your life mm-hmm. type thing mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas yeah. you guys can really see from the get-go and really see in the depths of their soul and how you can make it make them better <laughs> i just love how everyone is here to be a guide and the fact that we are all so different and unique is what makes it so beautiful you know people are needing you to guide in the way that only you can because of your unique energy and the way that we guide is so different and even though we have so many mm-hmm. passions and we are so the same and we love each other and we're so deeply connected we also are have these different energies that exchange with the world in different ways and that's what makes us beautiful and that's what makes us shine as individuals instead of feeling like we need to compete because Mm -hmm. there really is no such thing you know like everyone Mm. is so unique the way that they express themselves the way that they share their gifts with the world so i think that's so beautiful and kind of going back to like the planets and feeling the the energy as far as psychology goes and how that affects us, like I always like to think of you, everyone can pretty much resonate with the fact that when someone walks into a room that is in a bad mood and you can just feel it from whatever open centers you have, like you just feel the energy shift. And without that person even talking, you can feel, oh, something is off with them. Something is heavy with them. Like whatever your open centers are, whatever way you really 
feel that person. But it's like a, a planet is basically like a person with that electromagnetic field, <laughs> with that energy, except for they're freaking gigantic and massive, which means they have even more of a strong energy, even more of a strong presence. Presence, And when that planet comes closer to you, like you feel it the same way you would feel someone walking into a room. And like, you might not have the conscious awareness of why you're feeling that energy, but like the planets are these living, breathing beings with consciousness in them with such a huge, massive energy that totally transforms the space around it. Um, like just like how a human has an aura. So I just think it's really interesting to kind of think about these planets being like our sacred teachers, these planets being energies that are here to move in and out of our lives in different ways and different shapes and different forms. Yes. Change us and for their presence to teach us something new and force us to feel that different connection. And yeah, that's so beautiful. And even when you were saying that, I was thinking about even the full moons. Think about mm -hmm. just how the moon impacts us, how things go funky on the full moon, or maybe, you know, people would be like, is it a full moon? You know, that's been a thing for a very long time. And how could you believe that, you know, something so big and so massive couldn't affect you when it's affecting the tides? And right. that's one of my massive, you know, my skeptics, one of my first one-two punches is, okay, well, the tide, <laughs> the tide, have like prepared for my haters and my motivators so <laughs> <laughs> but when the moon the moon changes the tides hello high tide so like how are you how are you not affected we're made of water um so even like those inner planets like feeling the moon feeling the sun feeling mercury feeling venus where we are every single day like you said they are human being planets <laughs> that have these personalities and they have you know, downsides, they have upsides. They are just like us in a way, impacting us every day. I, that was such a beautiful analogy about how when a person sucks the energy out of the room, it's like an energy vampire. Some planets can do that to us too, depending yeah. on how they're, you know, moving in the night sky. Right. And so kind of talking about the moon, obviously, like, I think that's one of the places that a lot of our listeners feel really called to start. You know, like, how can I integrate um, honoring these cosmic shifts more in my life. I feel like a lot of people really resonate with being able to connect with the new moon and with the full moon. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners some of your favorite ways of connecting with the new moon and the full moon and like maybe rituals that you have or just things that kind of come to your mind when we're talking about honoring those two, the new moon and the full moon in, in our monthly cycle. Mm, yes, beautiful, because I think that's a really great way to start is really honoring the phases of the moon. And let's go back to those aspects. A new moon is when, you know, the sun and the moon are at the same sign, the same position, that's a conjunct. And then the full moon is when, you know, the moon and the sun are opposite of one another. So that there is a polarity, a very strong polarity there, but also bringing out the best in the opposite axis of each other. So wow. when a yeah, I never realized that. I mean, yeah, I never realized the angles. To yes, because think about, I always thought it was really weird. I'm like, it's a full moon in Cancer, but why is it, or sorry, it's a Cancer season, but why is it a full moon in Capricorn? It's the opposite side. Oh. So that's 
almost a lesson in itself. So with a new moon, that energy, think about the moon and the sun being two birds of a feather. They're together. Um, So they're really, truly helping one another. What They're illuminating the dark and they're also really like starting a new, that new phase of the moon. So a new moon ritual is really about, you know, classic new beginnings and how to really embrace that zodiac sign, whatever it's in. If it's the sun is in Leo, the new moon is in Leo. So those work together. How am I going to use Leo, for example, like expression, fun, creativity, play into this next cycle? Now, full moons are a little more complicated and it depends on obviously your personal natal chart, but full moon is on the opposite side of the sun. So it's harder to be illuminated by the sun's light. The moon is the darkness, our shadow, our subconscious. So full moons really bring up what inside of us needs to change and how can we use that sun's energy to also bring up our subconscious fears, insecurities, everything. So when I do full moon ceremonies, I'm really, really embodying the full vibration of what that moon's darkness is so I can bring it to light. So I'll put out water every every full depending on how the full moon is aspected in my chart i put out moon water and uh, i put a cap on it so no critters or bugs get in you know <laughs> i put it in the moon next to some like hella high vibrational crystals and i will fill up this you know it canter or whatever you want to use to put your moon water and make sure that it's glass so you can get the moon beeps through it and then i use that throughout the month to get that moon's energy If it's Sagittarius, for example, maybe I want this moon to bring out some subconscious fears I have about traveling, or maybe I'm not feeling confident. The moon Sagittarius is going to bring that out. So I'll either bathe in it, I'll drink it, or I will just use it, you know, like I'll throughout the month, I'll just put it on my body. (laughs) Um, And that's how I use, that's how I do a ceremony for full moon. But also really both times, new and full moon, great times for journaling and reflection on whatever is going on, what's triggering you. Uh, You know, the moon is our emotions and how we deal with, you know, things coming up that maybe we can't really express or maybe pent up emotions or vulnerabilities. So it's a really good time to be honest with yourself and channel everything through the paper, what you need to work on or what you want to call in. (laughs) I'm into it. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I really like leaning into the moon. It's crazy because I think even as a, a little kid, I always was so enamored by the moon. I think a lot of people experience that. Like it's just so beautiful and it's in the night sky and you're looking out your window when you're a little kid and you feel these feels, you feel this connection without consciously knowing why. Um, But for me in the last like five years that I've been tracking my moon cycle, my menstrual cycle with the moon, I mean, I am just constantly blown away by how beautiful and crazy it is of like how my body is so connected with the new moon and the full moon with my ovulation and with my bleeding. Like, it's just like, it makes me feel to have awareness of this. It really brings that sense of like, life is so much more magical and connected than we ever knew. And like it, the joy that it brings to my life to just see and understand my connection to the moon cycle. And also when I was younger, I was on birth control pill and I wasn't um, ovulating and bleeding with the new moon and the full moon the way I am now. So I, I honestly didn't know 
honestly didn't know at all my entire life until like five years ago, which blows my mind. Like, how could I, how could no one have known that or told me that until I was 25 years old? Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. I know. I I get my menstrual cycle with the full moon as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like such a powerful witch. I'm yeah. like, you know I mean? I'm like, totally. wow. I'm like, my ancient ancestors are timing this perfectly. I, I also want to know, you know, cycle tracking too with mm-hmm. ovulation and stuff. That the new moon mm-hmm. and it, it lines up every time. And yeah. people will constantly ask me like, hey, like, is the full moon coming? I'm PMSing. Like, I've also like mm-hmm. <laughs> told my girlfriends and a lot of my other friends and family to track their menstrual cycle with the moon. So I love that you mm-hmm. said that. And that's honestly the reason why I started this transit calendar to begin with is people yeah. would be like, what's going on? You know, I feel off. I feel weird. What's going on in the sky? What's going on with the planet? So mm-hmm. I love what you said about the- I always track. get um, my cycle on the new moon. And mm-hmm. so lead, and I love new moons. New Me moons too. are my, my favorite. I, yeah. I don't know if that's good to have a favorite, but I don't no, care. For you, it resonates um, with you, yeah. How yeah, dare I you? love new moons. <laughs> I know. Full moon and is going to get back to you. No, I'm joking. I know. <laughs> and I literally, I put my crystals out a lot of times on new moons, because, oh. depending on what the um, sign is what in. zodiac it's in. Yeah. And so I'll put my crystals out on the new moon and I love to really journal and reflect then. But it's interesting because leading up to a new moon, I'm always you know, really emotional and connected with my, you know, cycle and all the things. So it's interesting because yeah, I just, the whole thing, like nobody talks about this really. Uh Like I have a period tracker on my phone from Apple that I put in my shit every single month and it tells me, yeah. yeah, Apple has it just like naturally. <laughs> it's low vibe. Yeah, no, it's the it's the <laughs> it's the health app on Apple. It's wow. installed on everyone's phones, and it says like when you get you know when you get your phone or whatever, it says like, do you want to use the health app? And then, um, and then it says, you know, do you have information to put in for your period? And um, it's like obviously you select if you're a man or a woman first, and then it asks you these <laughs> questions, and so. Every like few weeks, it'll say you you're expected to have a period, and you know the next week or whatever. And I always think every time that I wish that it would tell me the moon site, like where the moon is on that same app, because and I know that there's apps that do that, but I just I'm ready for some like big name brands to just keep like how about the day lunar day lunar period tracker? It's coming. I sent it. Oh God! But you know what you said that you said you resonate with um, new moons. I'd have to look at your chart, but maybe you were born closer to a new moon. That's another thing I think all of us should um, look. You can just type it into Google. I've done it and Mm -hmm. just write your birthday and write like full moon or write uh, what moon was at this time. And you can see if you were a waxing or waning, um, if you were born near full moon, near a new moon. And that also tells you about your life's energy. Yeah. So, you know, you know, for me, right, Dana? Yeah. Shana's (laughs) born on a waxing gibbous. So, um, actually waning, waning. Oh, okay. Closer to the new moon. And then I'm born on a balsamic moon. So right before the new moon. And for both of us, we've always just like loved the energy of the new moon. It feels so 
open and fresh mm. and peaceful. And actually hearing you say that it's, you know, the moon and the sun are conjunct there. They're working together. There's the sense of like closeness and like understanding and all those things versus a, a full moon, it being really opposites and having that like, you know, polarity that kind of really resonates with me as maybe why I felt that energy without knowing why. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. See, for me, I'm, since I'm a double cancer, I'm led, my chart is led by the moon. Yeah. So full moons are, I'm always very emotional. I always have like a good deep cry, but it's also very enlightening to me. So as much as the full moon is a little harder on these days, um, I really embrace it. And I remember even working at a restaurant in Santa Monica and the weirdest shit would go down on the full moons, like the weirdest yeah. ever. And yeah. I remember everyone be like, it's a full moon. I'm canceling my shift. And I'm like, oh, I'll do a double. I'm like, bring it on. <laughs> All the weirdos and crazies off the street. I have so yeah. many good stories. But yeah, I think it's really about what you were born with, what resonates with you. And then really like taking it to the next level and journaling and channeling what your emotions are on those days. I think that's a great way to start learning about the transits and how they affect your life. Yeah. And that's where the word lunacy comes from the way people ah, act on the full moon, which up. I think is so interesting. And that's like the name of my first child. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's oh also God. like statistics that the most people get like arrested on full moons of any other night of the month or things like that. So totally, I think on it's a full really moon, I'll just tell a quick story. This, I was a hostess at this restaurant in Santa Monica and we're right looking right across the water. And one time this guy came up to me and he's like, Hey, I work for the FBI. Like how quick can you evacuate the building? I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. He's like, the whole place is about to blow in like at least 10 minutes. And this wait, was right. What? I what? swear. And I was like, what? What's going to happen? So I'm this like little girl from the Midwest just moved in. I like, you know, I'm just so pure at this point. And I go in, I'm like, everyone needs to evacuate the building, blah, blah, blah. And then we go up and my manager goes up to him and he's like, give me your ID. You know, you're an FBI agent. He's wearing all black, like black hat, black everything. And then, um, you know, we ask him and he takes out online lined paper and pencil. It's like FBI agent number, badge number one, two, three, four. So he was completely liar. This all happened on a full moon. So we like sent him away. And then he called me from across the street on a payphone and was like, you still have to evacuate the building. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting out of here. This is a full moon day. But anyway, just a and, small bit. Oh that my god. would happen to you because that is a classic gate of shock, gate 51 story. <laughs> yeah, it and it would only happen to you with having that energy so prevalent in your chart. Exactly. Um, gate, gate of shock all the time. Every day, all it. day. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you, so I am a Leo and I'm having my birthday this month. And I used to feel like when I was younger that like it's my birthday month bitch and like you're wanting to just like do whatever you want and like you you feel like it's that because it's just your birthday but now i'm really starting to realize that like the sun out of all of the planets in your chart in human design we say that your sun gate is 70% of your energy 70% of the neutrino stream from the time that you were born is from the sun so actually knowing your sun sign it's very powerful because yes, you have all of these other complex things absolutely happening that are changing it and making you unique, but you are getting so much of your energy and of that energetic frequency of the sun placement. So I'm realizing like when it's your birthday month, you know, your sun sign is having the solar return and it's this transit of you really feeling that sun energy that is resonating with you and 
making you feel like more expressive, more joyful, more wanting to put yourself out there. So I was wondering if you could um, just talk about that. I was like, is that real? Is that something that you resonate with? Oh my gosh, I resonated with so much. I take my solar return very seriously. It is such a beautiful time of year and also happy early birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that no wonder you're feeling so like high vibrational because your sun is coming back obviously to its solar return. It takes, you know, a year or two orbit. But I think also too, what people don't realize is you can have a different solar return chart for every year. And depending Mm. on the location of where you're having your solar return, you can see your solar return chart for the upcoming year where your sun will be highlighted best, where you'll have really good Jupiter influences, where you you have money or partnership influences. So I also like to help my clients. um, If they're close to a birthday, I'll look up their solar return. I look up where they're celebrating their birthday and I'll see what they can expect for the upcoming year. So, Mm -hmm. of course you should feel so excited about your birthday. I know some Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, my birthday doesn't matter. But like, Mm -hmm. bullshit, your birthday matters. You chose to come down at that exact time. And your son is such a beautiful part and such a good part of your persona. So celebrate. And for me, it's not the older you get. It's not like it's my birthday. So I have to like party or get presents. It's like, it's my birthday. And so I feel this connection to my birth. And to the reason that I've incarnated in this, in this lifetime and like that, that reflection, that channel feels so open for me. Also, my birthday this month is on the new moon in Leo and my moon is in Leo and my sun is in Leo. So I'm a double Leo and the sun and the moon are both going to be true in Leo. solar return happening. Yeah. <gasps> so I'm really feeling like, even though we're having such an absolutely batshit crazy time right now with like everything <laughs> yes. that's happening, I yes. really feel like I'm in this like bubble of just like my own energy. Um, and kind of like in a weird way, I'm lately feeling a little disconnected from the world because I'm just in a bubble of my own energy. That must um, be nice for you. <laughs> That leads me to the next question. We wanted to talk about if you wanted to share with our listeners any transits that we have been experiencing currently as a collective or anything that you feel you want to share that we're going to be experiencing as a collective. Of course. I think it's so important for us to know the transits and how it's affecting us. I mean, let's talk about what's happening right now, COVID, and how that kind of came about. Well, Jupiter and Pluto made a conjunction uh, back in, I think it was April was the first one, but that's basically what started COVID. Pluto and Jupiter were in the same sign, same degree, same house, causing, you know, Jupiter is optimism and growth and Pluto is, you know, death and shadow. When those come together, they amplify one another. So there were three times they're making an exact conjunct and the next one is going to be in November. So November has some pretty funky, actually, let's just grin down and bear it till December because we have loaded stuff going on. I was just working on the September transit cal and I'm like, oh my dear love of Zeus, how do we, (laughs) love love of Mars, how do we handle this? Because we have Mars retrograde. Mars retrograde is going to be a little bit tougher. It starts in September. It goes all the way until November. Uh, When Mars retrogrades, it's really about that impulsive confrontations, conflicts happening in our life. So that's something to be aware of. Knowing where that's happening in your chart is really important. So you can look at your Mars. But also we have 
Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn has have been so tight for the past six months, and they're transiting like really close on top of each other in Capricorn, and they're at the last degrees of Capricorn moving on. So we're learning a lot of lessons. Capricorn is obviously like systems, long-term goals, ambitions. So you can even look to your chart, look at those last degrees of Capricorn, look at where they fall on your, on your house cusp, and see what lessons you need to learn. But I think collectively, we're all learning this together. And then when the riots and everything happened, Saturn went into Aquarius. And that's, you know, the age of Aquarius is upon us. It's really about us. Like Aquarius is the humanitarian global getting shit right that we messed up. So Saturn is retrograde. It goes direct as well as Jupiter goes back direct in September. And this is going to be the time where we're going to start feeling Saturn moving into Aquarius for this new age or this new era. So things are going to be really tricky, September, October, November. Um, I think it's really important for us to keep our immune system super healthy, uh, keep our mental health really healthy, keep vulnerable, keep our connections going, but avoiding conflict as much as possible, as well as honestly being learning about things in the Saturn Aquarius, because we do need to vote. We do need to go out there and we do need to make informed decisions for our new future. So uh, no pressure, but pressure. It's going to be <laughs> a loaded fall. Um, and I'm here for you. We have a lot of hard Mars is also in Aries right now and making a really tough square to those planets I talked about Jupiter, um, Pluto and Saturn. So that's probably if you felt more tension lately, um, that's because Mars is making a square to those planets. And it's it's just causing a lot of inner conflict, inner insecurities and shadow coming forward. So again, let's grin and bear it until December. Um, January, you know, Mars will start its transit and we'll move on, but uh, we'll feel a lot lighter coming in 2021. But we still have a lot of karma with COVID and a lot of karma with election, at least in America, and a lot of karma going on in the world happening in the fall. Wow. And I, this is kind of like a question just about your personal intuition or your personal feeling, but why, I guess, spiritually, what is this time teaching us or how is this time guiding us into feeling what we need to feel for our collective growth, in your opinion? Whew, there's so many things that came to mind when you just said that. Um, I think, and I've talked about this before, but it's really a time in all of our personal lives where nothing that's mediocre can survive. I think we're realizing either if it was a relationship, a job, an apartment situation, wherever we were in our life, wherever there's been mud, whenever it's been, it's come to light. So I think we're all getting ascended and the universe is catapulting us, not just like no, like it's tapping us on the shoulder. It's catapulting us into an evolutionary state. So I think what's really important for us is to declutter the mess. If it's literally decluttering your house and getting getting like mental clarity there, but decluttering what what have you ignored? Because it's going to keep coming up. Have you ignored your health? And maybe that's why you have know someone that's gotten COVID or have gotten COVID. Have you ignored your relationships and that's why they're failing? Have you ignored maybe some financial stuff and that's why it's failing? Maybe you didn't make a budget, things like that. Um, I think we're really growing and ascending in, um, in an evolutionary way to make us more higher conscious beings so we can put our best foot, most powerful foot forward in the world to help each other collectively. Mm -hmm. I really see that reflected in all of the clients that we've met with to do readings for. 
every single person, you know, this time has really shaken, not necessarily shaken up their life, but it just has forced you to reevaluate, like, is this job that I lost because of COVID actually what I wanted to do? And so many people have said, you know, actually, I feel bad saying this, but COVID has been a blessing because I had to leave that job. Like they fired me because of COVID or I got laid off or got furloughed. And now it's giving me time to reevaluate what I actually want and what I actually want to do. And I think that that is necessary. When you look at your life and you look back at your life and you say, okay, you know, how did these changes happen? I think for a lot of people, it's so massively collective. They're going to look back and say, COVID made me quit my job. It made me stop doing these unhealthy habits. It made me stop just thinking that the school system worked how it was working. It made me stop thinking that our health system was working for the majority of people. But really now I understand that it's not like it's making us have to look at what is not serving us, whether it's the the small nitty gritty in your personal life of your home situation and your job, or whether it's the collective state of what is not serving us as a collective and how can we move forward in a way that does serve us that is healthy. So I think, yes, there's a lot of stress and anxiety and chaos and crazy shit happening right now. But also I think that it's so necessary for evolution. I love that you said it's catapulting, catapulting us all towards evolution, whether it's the small things in your life or the big things on the collective scale, evolution, evolution, evolution. I love that word. Mm -hmm. And also too, things have been hard enough as it is. Like we have to laugh and play and remember that our soul's authentic purpose is also to have connection to human beings and connection to self. So even though things are stressful, I mean, like financially things are stressful with your job or maybe your relationships or maybe you're feeling tension, get outside and have fun too. I mean, like, I think we are just so like one track mind right now and we have a lot of anxiety about the future. And I just said some scary things about the fall, but it doesn't matter because we have each other and we have to remember to laugh and play and have fun. Like, yes, you know, I just think that's also really important to, to remind everybody of like yes. things are serious, but not that serious. Like yeah. also, yes. like, I think everyone needs more play mm -hmm. in their life and it doesn't have to be social play. It doesn't have to be dangerous play. That's like <laughs> irresponsible for right. our collective. But I do think that play and doing something, not because it makes sense in your life, but just doing something because it feels fun and you feel creative and you feel connected and you feel just playful. Exactly. Um, I think that that is medicine for us during this time, because all of this shit is going to, it's going to get figured out. The chips are going to fall where they're going to fall. And your job is to be present. Your job is to honor yourself, listen to your body and find those times to just play and like release the pressure off of yourself. So I plan on playing this weekend and just like releasing all of the stress that I, that I hold on to because having so many open centers and anyone listening with so many open centers can relate that it, you can hold on to the heaviness of the world around you and be carrying it, feeling that it's your own and not really realizing that you can let a load off like genuinely. And I think that one of the easiest ways or one of the, I guess, 
most recommended ways to do during this time of Leo season is to play and to just like, go do a cartwheel in your yard, go (laughs) bring out the games from your game drawer. And even if it's just you, you by yourself, like play a game with yourself, like sing out loud in your house off key, like go freaking dance or go take a nap outside. Like it doesn't have to be so energetic. If you're not feeling energized, it can just be you just listening to your body. I cannot recommend, like, I swear, because we've been doing so many readings lately. We (laughs) just look back at how many readings we've done because we haven't tallied it up. We've done over 250 readings. (gasps) This year, this year, this year. And so it's like, yeah. So it's like, we have met with so many amazing, beautiful people. And the through line, because that's one of my main gifts is like reflecting on the through line of wisdom of all the people that you meet and having observations, all the things. Um, The through line that I just we are constantly saying and seeing in people's lives is listen to your body. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. I had Mm. to say that three times because this, if you're listening right now, listen to your body. Yes. Like pause this and just feel yourself like in your body. And is your body feeling expansive and energized and lit up? Is it feeling contracted and the tiniest bit of exhaustion? Is it feeling like it's holding the weight of, 10 million things, but really right now you're just sitting in your car or you're sitting at home and you're not physically holding anything. That is you, your body telling you to empty out your open centers, to release it, to set it down, to go play. Like, is your body pulling you towards one area of your house? Listen. So I just, I love hearing about the transits because it helps to give understanding of the collective energy But at the end of the day, in this present moment, listen to your body. Like, I literally need to get that tattooed (laughs) on myself so that way everyone can see it and be like, what does it mean, listen to your body? Should I just, what is my body telling me? Genuinely, that's what we all need to do. Oh, can I also gas you guys up for a second? (laughs) You're doing, you're doing an upcoming retreat on PHS, which is about, you know, the health of your body. And both of you, I think you listen to your body. I just kept on like, oh, that made me feel so calm. And you guys both helped me learn that calm, I have calm digestion. And I think as a manifesting generator, any listeners or MGs, I think we're naturally a little more high strong. So I think when you both taught me that I should honestly just be calm while I'm eating. I've, I got a reading from both of you and I have been trying really, really diligently to do that. And it's changed my entire being and my entire life. Just knowing that putting stuff in my body calm, which is how my body runs. So again, like listen to your body is so brilliant because I think naturally the hustle and the grind of the internet and media and this and that makes you inherently anxious, but knowing that I'm actually supposed to be inherently calm has mm-hmm. been helpful. So thank you guys yeah. so much for mm-hmm. that. And I'm looking forward to your retreat. Come, Yeah. Come. And speaking of Saturn returns, Saturn return is a huge theme in human design in general yeah. with obviously with astrology and with, you know, everyone hears about Saturn returns. We have so many people reach out to us. Like you have a Saturn return workbook and what is it? What's in it? And I'm going through mine. Like, am I going to die? Like what's happening? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Am I gonna die? Your, your Saturn return is so beautiful because so much evolution happens there. 
And because in human design specifically, you know, using your diet, you are meant to use your diet your whole life. Like from your, when you're born, you know, if you're hot foods, you're meant to have, you know, warm breast milk. But if you're cold foods, you are meant to have cold, chilled breast milk. And if you are calm, you are meant to be breastfed in a calm environment. Like (laughs) there's, you are meant to be having your diet from the moment you are born, but your environment and your perspective and your motivation, you're not meant to have to fully embody your environment and be in your environment until after your Saturn return, until after you are 30. So your Saturn return really is a big part of, um, embodying your alignment. And, um, even for anyone that has a six in their profile, you know, you're really living as the three until you're 30 until after your Saturn return. And then you are, you transition into the six. So it's, um, it's such a big theme and such a big time. That's beautiful. And I think really special because it's like, wow, okay. I'm blossoming. I'm unfolding. I'm releasing those layers. So these transits are really powerful and you can get as nitty gritty as you want, but it's also just about knowing, um, that it's all divine timing. Like we chose to incarnate during this time with these transits and this shit is crazy right now. The transits are crazy this year, but just knowing that this is divine timing can help you to really navigate this time. And we are in this time with very intense energy because we are having this huge shift and all of us born right now are here because we're supposed to be a part of this shift and we're supposed to guide this shift in whatever way. And we also are so blessed to have human design at our fingertips, to have astrology at our fingertips, to be able to listen to a podcast and learn something that's really going to support you. So it's not like you're just alone floating in the middle of space, having to go through these (laughs) energies by yourself. Like we are all here together and we have so much beautiful tools at the tip of our fingertips. Anytime we want, you can really find something that can support you and that can help you and that can make you feel more grounded and more understanding of what is happening, of who you are, of how you're supposed to navigate it. So it really is like, we are, I think all the time, like we are so lucky to have these modalities that our ancestors have cultivated and passed down and that have made it this far to be reintegrated and to help us all guide this, this system. So I think about it all the time. Like I just feel so lucky that we have these modalities to be able to talk about and to be able to understand and to have this languaging that we can really train our brains to accept our intuition, to accept our body. And also Shana, as you were talking about babies drinking breast milk, I had like a little flash <laughs> vision of like me as a little baby drinking breast milk, like in a hustle and bustle environment. Like Steffi is a little baby drinking breast milk in a calm, peaceful environment. Like I had that vision as you were. <laughs> well, that's not how it went in my childhood, but I was, oh a, I was in a McDonald's play place getting breast like, and I wasn't even breast milk. So that's, that explains why I was not set for success. Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys remember breastfeeding? Because I have a memory of breastfeeding. I do too. Yeah. Which I think that's rare. That's my earliest memory. Yeah. I was not breastfeeding. That's why into my mom's boob. Like I was. I remember 
feeling like me too. I want this. Oh, like, yeah. I just remember seeing like, give me it. Me give too. me it. I remember seeing my mom's boob as this like massive giant. It's so big. Coming up towards and it being like, oh, and like my little baby yeah. is coming in for it and being like, uh, yeah, I remember oh, latching my- on thinking like, this feels good in my mouth. Like this feels good on my hand. Like it's like the size of me. And like, I just remember thinking, you know, I'm, I'm, thank God I'm here. Like I remember feeling that. Well, I think that's pretty rare. I think most people don't have memories of that, but we do for some reason. Like that's kind of, I don't know. Um, Anyway. Okay. (laughs) Great talk. Great talk. (laughs) Um, so I know we have to wrap up here, but Steffi, I would just want to tell our listeners where they can find out more information about getting your transit calendar, how it works and all the the things. Yes. So they can find me on Instagram. I'm at spirit underscore sis. Uh, they can DM me and I have lots of info up on there and then they can find my transit calendar on my website, which is spiritsys.com. So the transit calendar, I'm going to be doing it monthly and it's a three page PDF. So the first page is the calendar that has all the dates and it has the important transits. If it's, you know, Jupiter going direct or maybe Venus moves into Scorpio or um, things like that. The second page of the PDF is the affirmations and the information about the transit. So you're not, like you said, floating around in the universe alone. You have these, like, it's it's a guide. And the third one is personalized horoscopes that I've channeled for your sun and your rising sign. So you can look at your sun, look at your rising, if they're the same or different, and that will give you kind of a clue of, I've taken everything into consideration for that month, and I have channeled it into a horoscope for you. So that is the transit cal that I'm so honored to offer to you guys to help you during this interesting time in the world right now, (laughs) as well as if you want a a personal session, I can look at your transits. If you want to have personal questions about your transits, you're going through, through a spiritual counseling or astrocartography session to get you moving or relocating based on your natal chart. Yeah. And so for everyone listening, you guys have probably heard Steffi um, many episodes back talking about astrocartography. um, And that's something that she continues to be really passionate about. And I think is so supportive in this time. Like we were talking about earlier, one of the biggest things that you can look at in someone's astrocartography chart is their home environment. And like, as we're in this quarantine still and really spending time at home, working at home, that's something that people are really needing support in. So I think it's so cool that um, people can come to you and get that support because it is for a lot of people having to work at home and be at home and really understand the energy of their home. Like, is it serving them? Is it not serving them? I think that that's something people really can use and it can really benefit their life. Yes, that's been so popular right now. And that's been so helpful to people during this quarantine time to really understand their home environment, what makes them feel safe and loved and supported while we're in stay, stay in shelter, you know, stay at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, Steffi, I just wanted to ask you if there's like one piece of advice that you want to leave people with for this season right now, for Leo season. Um, what's the like highest expression? Like what are some things that they can really just bring intention to, to support them with this current energy? I think we covered it already. It's that listen to your body and to play and Mm. to go outside and connect with nature and connect with your true self. Mm -hmm. We're not meant to be 
locked up in our houses all day. We're meant to connect to one another and connect to source, connect to ourselves. So get outside at some point today. I keep hearing this from spirit. Drink more water, everybody. We're dehydrated as a nation and as a collective. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So drink more water, get outside. Like I I loved when Shana said, do a cartwheel in your front lawn. Oh my gosh, let's all do cartwheels. That is such a Leo expression. (laughs) And honestly, I think we could all afford to be a little more creative in our lives. So whatever Mm -hmm. that means to you with no outcome, just be creative get some pen and paper and colors and crayons and have fun. And, you know, I think that's a great thing for Leo season. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here with us and being on the show and sharing your wisdom and your heart and soul with our listeners. Like we appreciate your energy so much all the time in our lives, but we also really appreciate you bringing your sparkle and shine and, and wisdom and knowledge, dropping some knowledge bombs for us on this show. Um, so fun for us. So thank you. for Oh, being here. thank you. My projector princess pals. <laughs> <laughs> you are the loves of my lives. Let's all have a quarantine together after yes. the show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So to all of our listeners, once again, you can follow Steffi at her Instagram at spirits underscore sis. You can find her on her website at spiritsis.com. You guys know where to find us on our Instagram at Dayluna. And our website is daylunalife.com. That's where you can connect with us and learn more free information about your human design. That's where you can look at all of our different offerings like our Saturn return workbook and our day Luna boxes and our readings, all of those good things. So, um, Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for sharing in this conversation. We are sending you guys so much love and so much joy and so much laughter and so much support on your path. And we hope you have a beautiful day.